Hello, Stephen. How are you? Here we go. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Not too much. How's life treating you? Uh, it's all right. I was actually quite busy this week. Uh, uh, I, I have actually started picking up uh, playing Mass Effect 2. So I'm nice. partially into that. I, I said last time that I hadn't played any video games recently, but I did get some of that this week. Was that uh, a game at the top of your list, or is that kind yeah. of an obligatory? <laughs> uh, a little column A, a little column B. Uh, for All right. for yeah. anyone that doesn't know that's listening to this, uh, I, I recently started working at Bioware, so uh, I guess that's that's kind of why it bumped up on my priority list. Is is it seems more relevant? But uh, no, I played the last one, or I played the first last year, uh, and it was it was a pretty solid game. I liked it, so um, yeah, I feel like I should definitely be playing the second and. The second one right now and hopefully the third one sometime soon good good okay well big news for me i uh, i finally finished off phantom hourglass oh yeah yep got everything did everything uh i will say the first half of the game was ah enjoyable um i certainly got sick of it uh it's not i wouldn't say it's the best zelda uh, i was really really glad to finish it off and be done with it so uh i'm currently shopping around for my next game to play uh looking at maybe metroid fusion don't know if you've played it yeah i have uh it's my least favorite of the metroids <laughs> is it all right <laughs> yeah um i don't know lots of people really like it but uh and you know it's a 2d metroid so if if you're itching to play one that you haven't that's probably your only choice by this point <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of uh it's a bit of that it's also a bit of um uh, I've I've had a really hard time just sitting down and playing games lately, kind of in an isolated setting. Whereas yeah. uh, these uh, these handheld games, you can just grab and go. Yeah. You know, play it on the commute, play when the wife's in the shower, kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, kind of. I tend to try and have have a uh, like a, t uh, a handheld game going at the same time. I have like a you know just a mainstay console game going and then i have the i have two lists you you like to talk about your backlog i kind of have two backlogs one's the um the handheld and one's the non-handheld and the non the uh the handheld certainly goes a lot faster than the uh, non-handheld these days so yeah yeah we'll see what happens there yeah yeah like i was saying last week the the, the pokemon was it was way easier to find time to play that where you can just literally close the system and put it away when something comes up right Right. Uh, so, so I've I was actually pretty uh, lucky slash uh, yeah I guess lucky is just the words uh, I like a couple weeks ago went into Best Buy and they had uh, mispriced the uh, the Fire Emblem games, so I was able to get uh, the the Birthright and Conquest for like a total of forty dollars. So. I've, Sweet I've, I've got those uh, ready to play at some point. I'm just finishing up the the uh, Game of Thrones audiobook one, so maybe once that's done, I'm gonna start hacking into one of those games. Nice, nice. So sounds like you've got a similar thing going. I mean, you buy a couple new games. Sounds like they don't go in the bottom of this giant queue you have. They kind of yeah bubble around. I don't know. Yeah, everything bubbles around. I, I do have a, a priority list, but uh, I don't always stick to it just because, you know, gaming is about fun, not checking off a to-do list. So uh, I, I kind of give myself a, a, a target, but if I don't necessarily feel like playing those, I don't. But uh, Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, shall we uh, get into it? Um, I think we were going to talk about some VR stuff. Yeah, I guess uh, speaking of into Best Buy, um, 
I walked into Best Buy uh, Wednesday night. Uh, I happen to live like just across from one, so it's like uh, a super easy distraction for me to to do if I get a spare moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I walked in uh, Wednesday night, and it happened. I think it was Wednesday, maybe it was Tuesday, but it happened to be the night that the PS VR was launching. Um, so uh, I I got to enter into a raffle where I I didn't win. Um, but uh, I also got to sit in line and, and try out the, the PlayStation VR. Right. Thoughts? I mean, how, how many uh, minutes of playtime did you actually get in? Uh, maybe five minutes total, which um, about triples the amount of time I've spent in VR in my entire life. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that kind of sets some context here. I'd say we're both uh, kind of maybe slow to to pick up on the whole VR thing. Um, I thought today maybe we could touch on some of the reasons why. And uh, I've also, of course, played the PlayStation VR, so we could go over kind of our uh, impressions, our five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I had volunteered at uh, PAX Prime this year, or whatever they call it now, PAX West, and uh, there was a developer there. Um, uh, I forget the developer's name, but they, they made the game Corix. Um, K-O-R-I-X. It's kind of like, it's interesting, actually. It's like, uh, it's like a board game that plays out in real time, kind of. So um, it is a PlayStation exclusive. It's a PlayStation VR game. And it was a lot of fun. I think, uh, uh, I don't know if VR was critical to the experience, but the game was fun, and I thought it was a pretty decent uh, demonstration of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, what game did you play? Uh, so I, there was like a demo one specifically called uh, The London Heist Getaway. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and right. you know, it was solid. It it felt like it belonged in VR, especially as a quick death. Um, so the right. the whole premise of it is you're um, a passenger in a vehicle, and that I guess it's a getaway vehicle. You're driving along, and suddenly uh, people start driving up next to you in in vehicles and uh, motorcycles, and they're shooting at you. So. Uh, the driver hands you a gun and you've got to take out the people that are coming after you. Um, okay. And um, so you, you get a minute or so to, to warm up to it and, and kind of get your bearings in VR. Like you're just the passenger and there's there's stuff like a, a, a soda cup on the dashboard that you can reach over and grab and pick it up. And um, there's like little ammo clips around. Yep. And, Sorry. Yeah, you like light a cigar or something, I think. Uh, I didn't find the cigar, Different but game. possibly. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but you can open up the, the glove compartment and uh, get the, uh, ammo clips and stuff. And uh, So eventually when you get the gun, you... you um, so it, it's using the, the move controllers. I think that's right. what they're called. I think um, so. So you're using the move controllers, and it feels kind of natural. Um, you pull the trigger, and it will grab onto something, or... There's a button that you can use to empty your gun of its current ammo clip, but then you have to pick up an ammo clip and manually put it into the gun um, to reload. So okay. um, it, it was ever so slightly wonky. Like the first time I pick up the cup, uh, the cup is like way inside my virtual hand. Uh, and... <laughs> and it doesn't really seem to get any sort of sense of momentum and stuff. Like if if you try to throw the cup across the car at the driver or whatever, it 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 doesn't really go where you're trying to throw it. Um, Got it. Yeah. But it, it it does also start to feel very natural, very fast. Like aiming people is way like it's like a billion 
times easier than using uh, a controller to aim in a shooting game, and and probably sure, yeah. uh, easily twice as easy as using a mouse. Um, so it, it feels incredibly natural at first because you, you can aim and shoot pretty mm. much at what you're aiming at, um, and then grabbing ammo clips and stuff, you're able to reach for that out of your peripheral vision and, and grab the clips and, and pick those up. So uh, it it feels very natural very fast. Okay. Cool. Okay. And the game, I mean, that's just a demo, right? That's not a full... They're not pushing it out to a full game, I think. Uh... What I played was definitely just a demo. I haven't looked into it enough to see whether the, the studio is making a full game on that. Um, my concern is just that if you were to make a full game like that, like that, it's a great experience because you don't have to worry about like cameras being set up to track you as you move around a room or anything. You don't have to worry about how much physical space you have. Sure. Um, you can just sit in a chair and look around and, and aim at stuff. So it's great for that. But I also feel like if that were the whole game and you have no um, um, ability to, to walk around a space, it would feel very limiting. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I think it's interesting you mentioned the momentum because uh, that's a problem I had. I mean, maybe it's not even a, a fair comparison, but like when uh, Wii came out yeah. and everyone was really excited about like Wii Sports and stuff. Um, I don't know. There's just not like there's a huge disconnect there. I found so um, like playing the bowling game and playing the tennis game. It doesn't really feel like what you're doing with the Wii Mote is reflected at all in the game. I thought, right? Which obviously is a limitation of the technology. So I mean, coming up on VR, that's an area I was really hoping they'd work on a lot. Is just getting that like I mean. I have to, I guess, interpret what you mean, but like, if you throw something, I would hope that the strength of your throw would be would yeah you know be reflected in the game and so on. Yeah, um, and and uh, you know, I actually haven't played very many Wii games. Um, I did play the Michael Jackson dancing game that that was on it. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> th this was in 2010, so I, I'm definitely not familiar with the name. It was over at someone else's place. Um, but sure. it, I found that kind of uh, weird to play that because, like, everyone else that was playing it, they're, like, super trying to get into it and, like, doing the full dancing moves with the body and stuff. Um I've never sure. been so much into dancing, so I just took it as a, a game that's being played and realized that the Wii can only track the controllers, not your whole body. Mm, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone kind of got annoyed with me because I was getting like the best scores, but I wasn't dancing. I was just moving the controllers to where they're supposed to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Wii's big uh, selling point was ease of access, obviously, so you had to kind of probably, <laughs> you know... <laughs> imagine a little bit there yeah uh embellish the experience on your own you know yeah but it, I, yeah i get i don't know why they're not tracking maybe it's just a game speed thing of, of like figuring out where that thing is i'm versus just taking a single snapshot of it and and tracking when you let go of the button and yeah you know i mean with the move controllers and obviously any you know the oculus controllers whatever those are called i don't remember but i mean i'm sure the capabilities there maybe it's just you know, quick tech demo yeah. they uh, they roiled out, and then it's not yeah. their kind of thing. But I I don't know. I, I would think that that's 
even for a tech demo, I think that's an area you'd focus on. Yeah, so. I feel like especially if um, it's, if it's a, a small little thing with almost nothing to do, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that what you can do is done right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game I was playing, uh, Corex, I don't know if you've heard of it or no. know anything about it. No, okay. Um, it's, uh, there wasn't, I mean, I found it interesting because kind of as a demo of VR, it was probably not effective at all, really. I mean, it wasn't meant to be this immersive thing where you're stepping into this world and, oh, here I am, whoa, everything's, you know, VR, whoa. It was just, really, it was like playing a board game, but with the headset and everything, it's like you're literally looking at this board game. What was interesting was it was a two-player co-op game, so you could see what the other player was doing, and you could see kind of their presence, I guess. Like, obviously, you weren't seeing the person, but you were seeing their controller, and then I think there was kind of a shadow of, of a person there. So it really felt like you were in this world playing this board game, right. but you'd, like, place units. I mean, it was a battle board game. It was, like, me and my friend versus the computer. We build walls. We build units. They we build tanks, they go, they attack, etc. Um, but it was alive, you know what I mean? Like you'd right. place tanks, you'd place people, and then they'd actually walk off and start attacking each other. Um, it was almost like, uh, uh, I mean, maybe this is a, a stretch, but um, the right. that holographic chess game they play in Star Wars, you know, it was like a board game that was alive. I thought that was a neat use of uh, uh, the technology. So um, I do like, actually, that even this kind of demo that might not be what a lot of people are looking for is still showing off i guess some of the potential of vr beyond yeah. simply here's another shooter but now you're in the game or you know here's this you're in the movie kind of uh, experience so i thought it was interesting for that um it didn't it didn't blow me away in terms of technical uh achievement or anything but yeah yeah the i mean so the only other vr experience i had was uh at gdc in 2013 i, I got to try hawken which was a shooting-type game. I don't know if you can consider it first-person, uh, your first person inside of a cockpit. Okay, was that PlayStation VR, Oculus? No, yeah, that was Oculus. Um, I might have played the same game, actually. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so, I mean, I played that for a few minutes, and, and it was okay. Um, I mean, the game got great reviews, but it's, it's not really my type of games. Sure. Um, and then the only other experience that I had with VR was probably in like 1995 <laughs> or even, yeah, like 1995 or 96, we went to Toronto and in the CN Tower, they had some sort of a VR setup that uh, obviously was quite primitive considering the, the time it was, but... Um, I was so sure you were going to start talking about Virtual Boy. <laughs> no, I, I, okay, so I forgot about Virtual Boy. I, I think we've been there. We've all played with that one. Yeah, probably Zellers or Kmart back in the day had a display copy, and, and I tried that, and it felt like it was burning my eyes. So uh, I, I put that down and never considered buying it ever again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone's experience with Virtual Boy was the same. Like, everyone will say exactly the same thing. Hurt my head. Everything's red. What's going on? Yeah. The game selection sucked. Blah blah blah. It's interesting because my uh, my neighbor actually had one yeah. <laughs> growing up, which was like, <laughs> whoa, you know. And it, what struck me as bizarre was just how how awkward it was to even set up. Like I remember I'd go to his house and there's just no place in his house you could even set the thing up. Like they had a kind of an interesting basement. Right. I don't know. There was like stuff everywhere, and then we, you had to find. I guess you could just put it on the table, but. We always tried to play it in his room, and he didn't really have a place to put it, so you'd have to kind of hold it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was, like, bizarre. 
Yeah. Uh, the strides they've made, huh? Oh, oh portable VR. That's not portable. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you're saying that with the, the, the Corix, was it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like... I've I've heard from other people that like third person over the shoulder or or like board game type stuff like that's kind of where uh, it's surprisingly good to use VR. Like most people think that a third person thing is gonna suck in VR, like that you want to have it be a first person thing. But I don't know. I find maybe because it's stereotypical, it it doesn't really do it as much for me. Whereas the I actually. Having tried the the VR thing the other night, I find myself becoming interested in trying to develop some stuff and and maybe moving away something that's not so stereotypical first person shooter. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, something else I can say. I mean, I think I would like to see VR used in such a way where it's it's. I mean, of course, you know, drive those new experiences. Yeah. That's great, but. Um, it's interesting for me to see where VR could kind of augment existing experiences. So, I mean, think of other games you've played that are maybe uh, just the video game version of a board game or uh, maybe a strategy game, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics or something. And I look at that and I think, how could VR make this better? And I think what when I'm playing, say, Final Fantasy Tactics, what is it that I'm missing? And part of it is, if this was a virtual reality reality. Uh, say like the Star Wars chess set again or whatever chess what board game you know with the monsters fighting on the Millennium Falcon kind of thing you can kind of lean in and look around and see the other side of buildings kind of a character might look kind of cool so you look at them and you look yeah. at their look at them from a different you're looking at their model from a different angle like that kind of thing is is interesting I think and I mean obviously with Final Fantasy Tactics I think you had the yeah. I think it was L and R you could press and it would like swing the whole world around and that was good but it's not as free-flowing as like a VR experience where you can just kind of lean over and be like, oh, cool. Or like if you're in a hurry, maybe there's like, maybe it's a real-time game and there's kind of a time battle and you just kind of want to see what's behind that building right there and you just lean over and look. Like I, I think to me, I'm not saying that Corex necessarily um, Hit all those. greatly demoed that, but it showed the potential to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I certainly uh, also would like to see more, as you say, non-stereotypical experiences. Yeah, like even with the... Like civilizations, like the being able to just pan around the board and, yeah. or pick a piece up and move it or, or whatever. Um, it, it seems like it would be cool, like zooming out and, and seeing like the whole map and I don't know, feeling kind of omnipresent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I like that one thing Corex did do interestingly, you could glance over what the other player was doing and then glance back. Like, think of you bring up civilization. I mean, there's the fog of war and stuff, but putting that aside for a second, just imagine you, you're playing like a multiplayer civilization. You could just glance over way across the board and way across the world essentially and see what another player is doing and, you know, maybe scramble and change your strategy if they're uh, doing something different or, uh, I mean, I guess Civ is turn-based, but Warcraft or something would be yeah, that's it was, interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say that would definitely be a game changer for something like Starcraft too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess <laughs> neither of us have a, wealth of experience playing vr uh is there is there something about vr that uh doesn't appeal to you or does appeal to you um uh, i mean we both play a lot of games and yet we both haven't really hopped on vr i, I think that's well i mean there's something to look at I, i'm i'm generally not an early adopter on stuff right um so i mean i still don't have the, the ps4 or the xbox one um or you know a dreamcast or <laughs> <laughs> you think that's a money thing you think that's a, a uh, backlog thing i mean 
It's a combination of a money thing, being being uh, frugal, I guess, with with both time and money. Um, I like to know that I'm getting the most out of what I'm paying into something, and if something is early, there's no telling what's going to happen. Um, like stuff like the the Dreamcast, which looked like it was going to be a, 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 this amazing thing, and and uh, from what I hear, it did have some good games, but the, the you know the system failed very fast, and um, when a, you're throwing around hundreds of dollars, it, it, to me, isn't exciting running that risk that you're going to invest that money and then not get a good return on it. Sure, so money thing. Um, Money's there. And then just the 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 state of learning that the developers have when they're targeting a new platform or whatever. The, to, to me, the, er, the first generation of games is never uh, as appealing as the stuff that starts to come later. Yeah. When, when the developers have kind of learned all the tricks and, and how to exploit stuff to, to get the most out of it. Sure, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of that with me. Like, um, how, how can I feel excited about uh, the Oculus when there's also the PlayStation VR and when there's also, like, the Vive and when there's also other solutions that are out and you don't necessarily know which one is going to win the best titles and stuff. Like, I, I couldn't get into Blu-ray for the same reason until after the HD DVD disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, uh, I mean, everything you've said also applies to me to some extent. Um, I might be a little more willing to uh, shell out money. I wouldn't call myself an early adopter, but um, I guess take a risk on newer platforms to some extent. Although I wonder because I think... For me, I mean, I approach games in two ways, right? Uh, I have obviously an engineering background, so there's just that general interest in technology. But I find the games I really, really enjoy, they don't tend to be boundary pushers in the technology side. They just tend to be maybe um, artistically unique or just these really creative uh, mechanics or, or gen genre-defining games. Um, so for me... Um, Someone's Facebook. VR. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. How was your weather today? <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, maybe there are great VR games that I just haven't got my hands on, but uh, every indication I've seen is that, you know, it's this new technology. It's so amazing. Here it is, but it's not like the games are blowing people away. It's just the, the experience itself, right? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, from a technolo technological point of view, like maybe I love to work in that sphere yeah. or I, I like to read kind of about the technology, but the gamer in me is not seeking that necessarily. Yeah. The gamer in me wants to play these crafted experiences that are perhaps not so uh, technology pushing yeah. um, because those tend to be gimmicky, right? Yeah. It's almost like film. I mean, think of like kind of gimmicks that come out in film, like the 3D thing or whatever. Yeah. Like, If you're a fan of film, I don't think you'd immediately gravitate there, right? You're still going to watch, it depends what kind of stuff you like, but maybe more kind of critically acclaimed, you know, whatever stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I kind of sit on the fence there. Yeah, for me, um, like, I've worked in film, uh, and I've worked on stereo projects, and, and for me, the, the greatest thing about stereo becoming kind of like the gimmicky thing that everyone's pushing for uh, is that it leaves the 2D 
cinemas nice and empty so that I'd never have to wait in line. Yeah. <laughs> I can just go and pay a nice affordable price and see the... the and they're cheaper, yeah. <laughs> uh, Are they cheaper or is the 3D just more expensive? The 3D is really, more expensive. Never, all right, well. Uh, it's, it's weird because the, the 3D was more expensive because uh, the theaters told us that the, it it was going to cost a bunch of money to upgrade all, all the cinemas to, to have the new technology and whatnot. Um, but, you know, that was a, quite a while ago, and I, I haven't seen in the prices drop now that all that stuff has been installed. Yeah, it's a gimmick. Well, they know people will pay. I mean, why drop it, right? It's like income tax, you know. Yeah. Once people get used to it, well, where's the, where's the incentive to cut yeah. it, right? Uh, yep. So so yeah, it's 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 interesting that you say that from a technological point of view you're interested because in, I'm kind of the same way. Like I said, I, I went to see this thing on Wednesday, and I find myself not necessarily wanting to pick it up to play, but uh, maybe interested in in uh, experimenting a little bit with Unreal Engine or whatever to to actually try developing some stuff. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't know if maybe that's just because I'm at a point in my adult life where I'm not as easily hyped uh, and or maybe I'm just hyped about the the ability to, to create stuff as opposed to, to play other people's stuff but yeah I mean again same with me and I think like you say as an adult um, we just have less patience less time you know like it was so yeah. easy to be hyped when you were 17 because you could go home and and find some information about something that's coming out and just you know, pour over it and focus on this and go crazy for it. Now it's like, you don't yeah. even have the time to do that. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, when I was a kid, I would pick up all the Nintendo powers and all the game players and game pros. And uh, I remember letting myself get super hyped for Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh. And I... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you don't get super hyped anymore, I think. Yeah, I like you know all these magazines were going on about how this game was going to be so amazing, and I picked up. Uh, uh, I think it was Brave Fencer Musashi came with a demo disc. Yeah, for it. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the demo got me hooked too. And then the game came out, and it was uh, not my favorite game of all time. Oh to, man! To put it politely. Yeah, you know how I feel about that mess. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I sur my, my enthusiasm survived the demo. Looking back, I mean, there was warning flags, red flags all over the place in that demo, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, somehow just the hype was there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not saying that can't happen to me anymore, but certainly it's, it's a different world when you're an adult. Yeah. 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 Once you've been let down by that, uh, <laughs> that super you've that much hype. more experience in the past of letdowns. Right? Yeah. 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 I think everyone that was the game that everyone rented just to get the demo. Everyone would go and rent Brave Fencing Musashi, which is a great game. Oh, I love you it. You know, fun little game. Yeah. And then they'd put that disc aside and just play the Final Fantasy VIII demo. Or maybe it was the same disc. I don't remember, but no, it was it was totally a different disc. Uh, yeah. And, and I ended up. Uh, yeah, I've I've totally bought Brave Fencer. It's it's a really great game. I've that's actually on my to do list to once and for all finish at some point in the next two years. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So um, back to the VR thing. I yeah. was wondering what you uh, I guess just thought of the physical hardware. I noticed I was looking at a lot of um, reviews for you know Vive, PlayStation VR, whatever else, and um, a lot of people like to say, oh well, this system is more beautiful than this. No, this and PlayStation VR. I know it's the lower end of all of them, but um, like technological, technology-wise, but uh, 
gets good reviews for being a pretty pretty little device. Yeah. I've also read a lot about, um, I guess it's kind of a headache to set up, lots of wires and stuff. It's weird to be talking about this where I don't have the system in front yeah. of me and I haven't played it in the last month or so, but uh, did you get a feel from your experience last week? Um, um, comfortable, looks good, something you'd be embarrassed to have in your living room, lots of wires. Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to compare because I, uh, I haven't played the Vive at all. And the, I tried the Oculus so long ago that it's it's like very hazy in my memory of, of what that setup was like. Um, when it comes to the actual form factor of the the PlayStation VR, like it felt comfortable. Um, it's one of the first times I can think of that I've put on some sort of a, a, a thing like that. Like I, I've played paintball and I've gone to see three D movies and stuff. And as someone who's a, uh, got the the vision of a naked mole rat. Um, I basically have to wear my glasses <laughs> to do anything, and uh, so I, I put this on, and it fits very comfortably over my glasses. Uh, there was there was no interfering with it pushing into them whatsoever. Um, so it felt comfortable. Uh, it it adjusted onto my head easily. It 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 looked nice. Um, I honestly can't remember what it was like as far as having any sort of cables going across the room. I, I seem to recall that there were was a cable, but I'm not sure if maybe that was just because of the headphones. Um, right. Which It's probably hard for you to judge, too. I mean, there's people yeah. everywhere. Like, I, I doubt it was quiet enough for you to gauge. Or I doubt it was... I mean, you know, there's probably a lot of other things you're seeing it, it that was, are it was a, distracting you from a messed It was a retail setup. setup that was, like, in the middle of the floor. So um, what I can say is that it, it, it was using the, the camera that was positioned, like, next to the TV on top of the console. So um, I'm not too concerned with it um, taking up lots of space in your living room, which, from what I understand hmm. with some of the other things, like, you have to put sensors around the room... Uh, yeah. There was an article on Kotaku a while ago from Stephen Totilo, I believe, where he went, it's it's a huge hassle having this set up in his New York apartment, which is nice and tiny, because uh, you've got to start moving furniture mm. around and stuff. And uh, So at least for this game, where you, you just sit down in a chair and are able to play this stuff and you don't have to worry about the, the zone that it's capturing or anything, um, it, it seemed convenient for that sort of game. Um and right. and when it comes to the display quality, um, you notice right away that it's not nearly as sharp as looking at a TV. Yeah, um, a lot of people comment on the uh, resolution. Yeah, uh, it's it's very noticeable at first when you put it on, and and especially you know you're getting used to this new system and trying to 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 be aware of what it's like. Um, right. But well, it's 480p, isn't it? I'm not, I couldn't even tell you the specs. Um, yeah. But noticeably, it, it's yeah. noticeably lower. And but as soon as you actually start playing the game, uh, you kind of lose any sort of sense of that. So uh, I'm not overly concerned. Like obviously, it'll be nicer as the technology improves in the next decade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but I, I, but I don't think that's a limiting factor right now. Right. I wonder though. I mean. The game experience you were given as a demo was probably fast-paced. You know, you were very yeah. into it. What if it was a slower-paced kind of thinking game? And, uh, you know, you might look and everything. If everything looks bad, it'll be very noticeable at that point if you're like, the game requires you to focus on stationary objects and so on. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not overly concerned with it. Um, and, and maybe that's just because I'm spending most of my time playing retro games anyway. Uh, you know, if I'm playing stuff on my 3DS or using my PlayStation 2 or whatever, uh, it, it, I'm not bothered by that. Right. So um, I think it's a perfectly acceptable experience right now. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm eager to see what sort of games start coming out because we're at a point now where y you can get the PlayStation 4 or you can get the PlayStation 4 Slim, and that that's obviously what I tested it on is, is the currently available technology. Right. But supposedly the, the PS4 Pro is coming out soon, which... Uh, supposedly can offer a better VR experience hmm. as far as like stuff being at a better frame rate and whatnot. So, okay. Um, I'm, I'm curious to get my hands on it again uh, before the end of the year and hopefully with that system and, and see what the difference is or see what the library is building up and, and, and see if it is actually worth investing. I don't know right now, even though that's like the cheapest option, I'm, I'm not, um, excited to spend around $800 Canadian or so to, to pick up a PlayStation and a VR. Yeah. I hear you, man. Um, not, not with the limited time I have. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got many other things to be doing. Both of us have our big backlogs and so forth. Yeah. Um, I was wondering actually about the longer play times. Like, I mean, we just mentioned uh, Virtual Boy and how it gave you headaches. You played this for five minutes. Yeah, Who five knows minutes. how you'd feel after an hour or two hours, right? Yeah. Um, the good thing about uh, my experience, I mean, I uh, I kind of um, got a lot of time with the uh, the Corex demo. I played a full game of it, so it was probably about a half an hour. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a pretty good sampling uh, for like a playtime uh, test. And I will say, it didn't give me headaches or anything, but I was pretty happy to pull the headset off after the half hour. Like, I think if that if if I was playing a multi-stage game and each stage was half an hour, I'd definitely be taking breaks between the stages. Um, and I don't think, like, I didn't have a headache, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not comfortable enough, I think. I seem to recall you, I remember you saying back in the, a few years ago that you had given the Oculus a shot at PAX or something and, and that it had made you dizzy. Um, it's funny you remember. I don't actually. Um, okay. I, I did try the uh, the Oculus demo. I thought that was last packs actually, um, and it was an impressive demo, but it was definitely it made me. I do remember actually kind of being motion sick. I guess that's dizzy, but yeah. but not not dizzy so much as like almost like wanting to vomit. Um, right. Now I'm I get motion sick very easily, so I don't know if that's reflective of the, you know a typical person's experience with it. But that particular that that demo was very immersive, and there's a lot of running around and jumping on cliffs, and like you're on the side of a cliff, and then you look straight down, and then you look back up, like a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was I can I can see it depending on the game. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I I remember you commenting on that. Uh, like pretty early on and I, I hadn't experienced that at all. Um, I haven't had any problems like that with the, with the, the, any sort of motion sickness and stuff. So, um, like I said, it felt pretty natural to me. I don't know if maybe that's just who I am or because I spent less time on it than you or something. So it, it would definitely be good to spend more than just five minutes on these VR sets before committing. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, actually a lot of people get car sick, even just playing like shooters, yeah. right? Which I don't at all. So I don't know if it was actually that 
the experience, I don't know, was so unnatural that it made me motion sick or whatever, or if it was genuinely like that effective, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. in the demo, I was actually standing on a cliffside looking over this cliff and it was this huge descent. And I mean, in real life, that would have probably made me freak yeah. out. And I think I did kind of start to sweat a bit. So Yeah, whereas um, I've done outdoor rock yeah. climbing and stuff, so that... Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, problem. Put me right? in a virtual version of that and uh, I'm not going to be as stressed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, one of the... Uh, Things to look into, I guess, or keep an eye out as we yeah. play more VR. Yeah, yeah I'm cool. definitely interested cool. in seeing more of it, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be necessarily buying it this year. Got it. Yeah, same here. All right, well, I think we need to work on a, a, a firmer way of us closing episodes when, when we're finished. <laughs> okay, this is based on the first episode where we said, are we done? Sure, okay, see ya. <laughs> well, based on the first episode where we kind of just uh, trailed off, and I was like, oh, I'm going to stop recording now. Wait, so we're not aiming to be as amateurish as possible? I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> we don't have any stated goals, which is in itself pretty amateurish, maybe, I don't know. Right. Yeah, so I, I guess we could always just fade off right around here, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll press stop right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, what kind of, what did you have in mind? Some sort of uh, wrap up, some jingle, fade into a fake ad? Uh, well, honestly, I'd say for this episode, I, I, I don't know. I guess we could always just tack on something at the end that says like, all right, see you guys next time or something. But uh, we could just say something like, all right, um, good talking about the PlayStation VR. Hopefully, uh, or yeah. Um, um, all right, well, good talking about the VR. I'm excited to see how that's going to go in, in the near future, and uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week. Cool. All right. Um, do you want to... Or w were you saying that right now, like I'm supposed to respond to it? <laughs> uh, all right, try again. Try again, and I'll... I'll, I'll... Just leave let's that. just record... Let's just leave that all of this in the podcast. Like, oh, are, are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yep. Um, okay, well, I'd say that basically sums up everything we know about the, the VR stuff right now, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it progresses in the near future, and uh, yeah, keep me updated if you happen to see anything, and I guess otherwise I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, once we get a little more than a <laughs> five minutes of uh, playtime in, we'll have some, uh, we'll have to do a follow-up episode. Yeah, cool. All right. See you next week, brother. Cheers. Cheers, mania.